Oh, actually, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start. You're gonna start. Okay. I don't know how to start. You just said let me start. I know start. I had an idea, but so I got home from work on Friday night. Um, just sitting on my couch, cracked open an Oberon, and I'm just you know trying to relax a little bit. And uh, all of a sudden, my phone goes off. And literally, it's just two photos. Well, then it was three photos, but originally it was two photos. Just two. It was a photo of Sean Connery rocking a ponytail and a photo photo of Donald Sutherland. No context at the beginning, just just the two photos. And I, they were fr- sent from Melissa. And I was like, okay, sure. And I was about to say, what is this about? <laughs> and then Alyssa just says, is there any way you can Photoshop Sean Connery and Donald Sutherland together to create the perfect specimen? There should be a ponytail, piercing blue eyes, and less brow than Sean Connery has. I'll send you $5 on Venmo if it can be done. And I said, when did you need this done by? She said, as soon as possible. And then she sends a picture of Paul Hollywood and says, his features in general as well. So here I am just sitting, a little bit in shock that I've just been sent three photos of these random men and asked to Photoshop them all together to create a perfect man. Yeah, and then I sent you $5 and said, Photoshop to appease a party. I don't think I've given you any context on why you're doing this still, right? (laughs) No. Okay. So a few months ago, one of my coworkers came in and her and her partner had gone out to dinner and they're sitting at a table and um, she was like, I looked over and I saw what I would describe as the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. Piercing blue eyes, kind of an older man, maybe, you know, 60, 50, 60 with a white ponytail. That part was like, what? And just had this like style and like poise and like look that just like was the most beautiful man she and her partner had ever seen. And he also agreed. He was like, yes, this man is is beautiful. So that was a few months ago. On Friday, I was at a a party for somebody, somebody's partner who works at where I work, defended his dissertation and became a doctor. Um, So there's a party for that. And at some point during this party, this topic came up again about this most beautiful man. So then we were trying to describe like, okay, what, what is this man? And <laughs> and so she was like, imagine a mix between Paul Hollywood and Steve Irwin. And people were like, I don't know if that makes sense. And then someone also mentioned the Colonel, like Colonel Sanders from KFC, but like with like a sexy Colonel Sanders with a ponytail. And nothing was making sense. So then I was looking up photos and I was just searching, like, older man with ponytail and a goatee. Oh, and he had a goatee, too. And I was, like, showing pictures. And the Sean Connery one was, like, yes, it, it is similar to this. And then I think I found Donald Sutherland's eyes, like, because I was, like, okay, piercing blue eyes. He's, like, yeah, imagine, like, these two people mixed together. And I was, like, wow, if only we could Photoshop some of these photos together. And I was, like... I know someone who knows how to use Photoshop to some extent. So I was like, maybe she's awake, you know, because she usually works late and maybe she knows what's, you know, how to do that. I think it was probably like 
what, like 11, 1130? So I sent you the photos and yeah, you were like, sure, I can try. You sent me a prototype. I haven't shown um, them the photo yet. I'm going to show my coworker on Monday, see what she thinks about it, see if you're on the right track. It seemed like it, based on what you showed me. I'm like, I can kind of see how this would be perceived as as a very beautiful man. I went to a duet and I was like, I haven't taken a Photoshop-specific class in, like, over a year. And um, I couldn't even remember. I knew there was a way to essentially just, like, you take the face of one, put it on the other, and then you can, like, merge them together, essentially, and take certain features. And so I was trying to remember how to do that. I really couldn't remember. And so I was starting to play play around with it. I got to the point where I sent you that picture. Um, I am still playing around with mm-hmm. it, working on it. But it's been a busy week and a half, like you said, for you as well. But I'm like, I want I want to earn my $5, so... I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep. Asbury also it. said she would pay you five dollars. I didn't tell you that. Oh, she also says hi. By the way, oh. <laughs> I forgot Hello. to tell you that as well before we started. But yes. I mean, I'm not. Shout out. I would have done it to for free. Previous guess. I just thought you know maybe as it, maybe you're not as super well versed and couldn't do it super easily. Maybe just like you know, here's a little encouragement of thank you yeah. for agreeing to do this. Yeah. So I will. Uh, I will work on it a little bit more and uh, send you over some more. Yeah. Maybe by our next episode, we'll have an update. Um, we can give you a beautiful man update to see if it is accurate or not. And if so, we can then post the Photoshop I kinda, to our social media. I kind of want to play around with the Steve Irwin one. <laughs> the Steve Irwin, Paul Hollywood one? Yeah. Yeah, you could. It could be interesting. See how that goes. But yeah, it, it turns out it's very difficult to do Sean Connery and Donald Sutherland, right? Yeah, right. Because their skin tones are very different. Yeah. Uh, the picture you sent me of Sean Connery, he's very tan. He is very tan, but it's the only one I could find of him with a ponytail. Right. So the only problem with the different skin tones is it becomes very hard to blend them without it looking very weird. Yeah. Um, so I might play around more with just maybe taking the eyes off of, of Donald Sutherland. You could also take him from pa- Paul Hollywood. Right, because Paul Hollywood also has like more similar skin tone to Sean Connery. But yeah, it was a very odd text, and I was like, okay. I figured you must have been with other people because you wouldn't have just randomly oh, yes. sent me a picture of three men and asked me to Photoshop them. I think there were maybe 10 to 15 people all participating in this conversation at one point. So it was an ongoing thing. Yes. But yes. So I'll be curious to see. I'll give you an update tomorrow when I know how it, how it looks, how it compares. Okay. Gotta love when your uh, school that you paid a bunch of money for comes into handy for something. Yeah. For just amusement of people at a party. I've also made a, I had a one, a whole year where I think everyone in our family, I made them their own birthday cards. Yeah. Photoshop birthday card. Did you make me one? I thought I did. Um, let me see. I keep all my cards in here, so. I don't know. I know did. you, we, you made the one for mom that I love. That's like my favorite one. Oh, wait. Yep. I found it. All right. Here. So one for mom, the stir and the cheese. Yes, the folded in. This folded is the in. one you made for me. It's the office mixed with MXC. Oh, yes. Yeah. I put uh, Dwight in the middle, and then I have... Oh, and I also have the Harry Potter happy birthday cake. You do. You did throw in the Harry Potter happy birthday cake. With the announcers from MXC, and I wrote, don't get eliminated. But yeah, it's a fun little skill to have. It's useful. Yeah. It comes in handy once I in a I think while. it's fun. Yeah. Yes.
Welcome. This is Research Rank Repeat. I am one of your co-hosts, Alyssa. This is co-host Hannah. And it is... April. Showers. And while they bring May flowers, they also bring lots of rain. And what comes with rain, Hannah? Rainbows. Rainbows! We are ranking the colors of the rainbow. The colors of the rainbow. Why, you ask? I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. Just just said, you know what? We've all, we both had busy weeks this week. We wanted just kind of a low-key, fun one that would be easy to do, but still entertaining. Uh, colors, I think, are pretty controversial ranking. Yeah. People have really strong feelings about certain colors and colors in general. So I feel like our ranking is going to be pretty different. I think so, too. Um, Colors are very subjective. They're very subjective. A lot of people have had, like, the same color since they were a kid. Like, favorite Mm -hmm. color. There's certain colors that I know for some people, like, give off, like, different auras, like, emotions, stuff like that. So, I think colors are very controversial. We love controversy, though. We do. We also thought it's the beginning of spring. Might as well do something spring-related. Yeah, maybe in May we'll do some flowers or something. I don't know. Yeah. Keep keep a theme. This is just going to be our fun little uh, sp- welcome to spring episode. Yeah. We've already sprung forward. Yeah, we have sprung forward. Um, Alyssa always gets excited when I allow her a science minute. Yeah. Although this is a little more than a science minute. It's okay. Because it's also background, so technically... It's fine. She got the background science minute this week. Yeah. All right. So I have a lot of facts about rainbows that I'm very happy to share with you today. So rainbows are a multicolored circular arc. They um, are formed by the reflection, refraction, and dispersion of light in water droplets that creates a spectrum of light into the sky. So, just a little refresher in case anyone doesn't remember. Reflection is when there is a, like, a mirror-like image reflected back from a surface. And it's a reflection of waves. And in this case, it's light waves. It could be sound waves. It could be, you know, an assortment of different rays. Refraction is when light changes direction passing through a medium. So, it is not a direct reflection backward it is just an angle it is a changing of direction at an angle through an object most rainbows are caused through sunlight specifically directly from the sun so rainbows always appear on the opposite side of the sky from where the sun is currently located rainbows are traditionally seen as like a an arc with an end and a beginning but rainbows can be a full circle Generally, we cannot see those, though, unless we are, like, in the air. From the human eye, you can't really see anything that's below ground, I guess is the way I'll phrase that. 
So the main type of rainbow that everyone generally sees is a primary rainbow. And so in a primary rainbow, <laughs> in a primary rainbow, the outer arc starts with red and the inner arc is of a violet purple variety. So how a rainbow is formed. Essentially what happens is light waves travel into a droplet and they are refracted into the droplet. Inside the droplet, they are then reflected and then they are refracted coming back out of the droplet, which creates this um, spherical arc of light. So rainbows are an optical illusion. Essentially, you see a rainbow from certain angles from a light source. So they're not a physical object. Like if you try to walk closer to a rainbow, you're never going to like reach the rainbow. It's always going to be seen from a 42 degree angle from the direction opposite of the light source in so color bands or color banding perceived in human vision, specifically like through our eyes, we can like perceive very specific like bands of color, which like is generally what you see in a rainbow. However, when you put a rainbow in black and white, you do not see the bands. They don't exist. So essentially what happens is light is just a gradual progression of light across the spectrum. But in human eyes, we see them more as like very distinct, like in this case, generally seven bands of color. The most co common color sequence was created by Isaac Newton. Hannah, did you know that? I did not. So the one that most people know is known as red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, which can also be known as Roy G. Biv to help you remember in school. Now, this is usually what most people learn. Originally, in 1672, he had just listed it as five colors. So it was just red, yellow, green, blue, and violet. So there was no orange and there was no indigo. But he added two more because seven is a really strong number in um, like ancient Greece, like seven days of the week, um, seven music notes, like very, very particular with the number seven. So he was like, all right, making it seven. However, though, modern colors of a rainbow are a little bit different. So instead of it being blue and indigo, blue has become cyan and indigo has become blue. For our ranking purposes, we are just going to follow the Roy G. Biv method, as that is what we learned in school. But just so everyone is aware, technically the modern colors are named a little differently. Rainbows are formed through the means of rain, mist, spray, or airborne dew. Generally, they can be pretty commonly found near waterfalls or mountains because of this, because there is a lot of water and condensation in the air in these locations. So, essentially... You can see a rainbow when there are water droplets in the air, the sunlight is shining from behind the observer, which in this case would be me, I'd be looking out, and you have to be able to see it at a low enough angled altitude. There are a couple different types of rainbows. One of the more rare ones is a moonbow, which essentially is what happens when there's very strong moonlit nights that have condensation and it can be perceived as more of like a white rainbow because um, our eyes don't see as well in the dark. The other options, there's a uh, double rainbow, so intense. Double rainbow. All the way across the sky. So what happens with a double rainbow is you have one primary rainbow, which is the one we discussed where it's red on the outside, purple on, or violet on the inside, 
but it's a, a primary and a secondary rainbow. So the difference between a secondary and a primary is it is the opposite pattern. So you see violet at the top of the rainbow and you see red on the inside. And essentially that happens because there is a double reflection within the water droplet that causes it to refract opposite as what you would see in a normal rainbow. Another type of rainbow is a twinned rainbow, which is similar to a double rainbow, but it's when two rainbows form out of the same base. So instead of there being a primary and a secondary, there's just two primary rainbows coming out from one central location. There's also full circle rainbows, which is what you can see from the sky and where it goes all the way in a circle. There's a supernuminary rainbow, which essentially is um, after violet, there are a couple extra bands bordering the rainbow. These are generally seen in fog bows, which are rainbows that occur in, in heavy fog. And these extra bands are usually pastel colors such as green, pink, or purple um, because they're not as strong as the general visual uh, spectrum of a rainbow. Another one is a monochrome rainbow, which is generally happening at sunrise or sunset because the scattering of like blue, greens, purples isn't really seen at those times. So it looks more of like a red stripe across the sky. There's also um, very rare as well as a sleet bow, which occurs when it is sleeting outside. Um, sleet is essentially like freezing rain. So it is not very common to see rainbows during these times, but they have been documented and they look pretty weird as well. Rainbows were first documented by the Greek scholar Aristotle, Hannah. Aristotle. Aristotle. So at some time around like 320 to 380 BC, he has brought up rainbows, mentioned rainbows. The Roman philosopher Seneca the Younger in 65 AD was the first to notice that rainbows occurred opposite the direction of where the sun was. So it occurred in the opposite side of the sky. And then there were um, a collection of many more scholars from different periods of time, different areas of the world that observed and documented things about rainbows, but we don't have time to cover them all here. So rainbows appear very frequently in mythology and the arts. Found in the book of Genesis in the Bible, um, in the uh, Noah's Ark flood story. Also in Norse, Norse mythology, um, the rainbow bridge of Bitfrost, I think is the name of it. Essentially, it connects Earth Midgard to Asgard, which you can see in any of the Thor movies. Loki and Thor. Loki and Thor, yeah. The best of brothers. <laughs> I don't know about that, but but sure. There's also other instances of rainbows in culture and mythology. So Columbia, um, Kuchavira is the god of the rainbow. In, in the Irish um, lore, leprechaun, you know, you follow the rainbow to find a leprechaun's gold. Rainbows can be commonly found in coat of arms and heraldry. There's also been rainbow flags used in many things throughout history. In the 16th century, um, the German peasants movement used a rainbow flag for Italy, peace in Italy. A rainbow flag has been used as, um, I don't know why I can't cope with the word I want to use here. It's been used to like distinguish um, like gay pride and for LGBTQ. Symbolize. Symbolize. There we go. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. An LGBTQ social movement since about the 1970s, um, still currently used today. Another thing I thought was really interesting in that a lot of cultures pointing at rainbows is seen as a taboo. 
this one um, linguist did like a conducted a study and found that there are over 124 cultures across history and the world that like it is seen as a taboo. This can be seen in the United States through the Navajo and Lakota like indigenous um, cultures. Also in Germany, rainbows are seen as taboo in like the Brothers Grimm's fairy tales. It's also found in, you know, places in Australia and South Asia, India, all across the world. Essentially, the main common denominator is that rainbows are seen as like sacred beings or sacred things and pointing can also be seen as aggression so it's used seen as like a disrespect to a rainbow and what this can do to you is very different throughout culture some it's like your fingers or hands will break or fall off or you know become disfigured some it's like it'll bring misfortune on your mother or you know just very random things like that but yeah that is my background about the rainbow nice learned a lot yeah me too did not know about the um, the taboo with rainbows. I did not even. I didn't know that was a thing. I've never heard of it before. So we have seven colors. I'm going to just run through them again. I know you went through them in the background, but... You may. Uh, so it would be red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and then violet. Yes. So I will go first. To start with at the bottom, number seven, I have yellow. I have never really been a big fan of yellow. Hannah and I had a baby pale yellow bedroom for a brief period of time and the color was so gross and they like think about it sometimes and I'm like bleh. I don't know yellow just like isn't really appealing to me. I've never really been drawn to it. I like cannot wear yellow clothing. It does not work good with my skin tone and like just does not look good on me. So like I don't have a lot of yellow things. I have no disrespect for yellow. Love a good sunflower. I just, like, it's not a color I really like. Yeah, I, um, I also put yellow as number seven. I'm the same. Like, I've just never loved yellow. I've never had very strong feelings either way for yellow. Uh, again, I don't wear anything yellow as well because, like you said, I, I can't wear it with my skin tone. It's just a color that I never gravitate towards. Like, if I have to pick a color, I'm never gonna pick yellow. For some reason, our mom likes yellow. Yeah. She always picks yellow game pieces and, like, games she does. and stuff. Well, so. Sorry, JT. <laughs> sorry. So, number six, I have green. I don't have any problems with green. Green is a perfectly fine color. I just, again, it's not been a color that I've ever really been drawn to. It's, like, certainly shades of green I think are really nice, but I think the problem is there are also shades of green that I think are really gross looking. Grass stains look gross. I don't know. I just, green is fine. A lot of people's favorite color is green. I just like never really been drawn to it. So six it is. Yeah. Number six went with red, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is kind of shocking because I used to always love red growing up. Um, the older I've gotten though, like the less I've enjoyed red color. And I think it's maybe also the color of red that you typically see in a rainbow is more of like a light, like brighter red. I more go towards like the burgundy maroon red so like darker color is what I actually really like those colors I wear those colors a lot but I also kind of associate red with like negative things like a lot of things that I can think of that like aren't great are red and I know a lot of people like they tell you not to paint rooms red because it can uh actually heighten anxiety for a lot of people oh to like interesting have like a bedroom that's red number five I also put red I agree I um I think red can be a really nice color. I love like crimson, like really dark reds, I think are really, really nice. Hi, Mishmish. He's like sitting, he's sitting by me. What do you want? 
but I'm not typically drawn to the color of red that's in a rainbow. It's usually very vibrant, very bright colored red. Yeah, I just like, I'm not really drawn to that. I've never, like red's never been a favorite color of mine. I think it can look really nice, but it's just not as strong. Yeah. Uh, number five, I went with green. This is kind of going with the red. Like a lot of times green in a rainbow is like a very like bright green. And I think if it was like a darker, like almost army green color, I would be more of a fan because I do like darker green. I wear darker green actually quite a bit. But kind of what you said, there's a lot of shades of green that I'm not a fan of. And I think that's probably why it could only be like at this point in my list. Yeah. Number four, I have blue. So speaking of the shade of specifically of blue in a rainbow, blue is a bit lighter, but it's not like a turquoise. I am more drawn for lighter blues. I love turquoise, like uh, aquamarine, like blue greens, I think are really, really pretty. And I really am drawn to that color. But as just like a lighter blue, I am typically not like, that's not my favorite shade of blue. I think it's a fine color. I think blues are colors I've always been really drawn to, but that type of shade, I don't think I like as much as other shades of blue. Yeah, I actually have blue as number four as well. I associate blue with sadness (laughs) because anytime you see like a sign where it's like depression or sadness, it's always a blue face. Melancholy. Yeah. And um, blue's just never been my favorite color. There are shades of blue that I really that I really do enjoy and like, but I, I'm with you. Like, the blue and the rainbow is just, like, it's kind of a weird, like, it's not turquoise enough. It's not dark blue enough. It's just kind of that weird in between, and I just am not a huge fan of that. Yeah. So number three, I have orange. When I was a kid, orange was my favorite color. I loved orange. If you look behind Hannah, our bedroom is still bright orange because I somehow convinced her that we should have a bright orange room. Um, And she agreed. We painted it in 2006, 15 years plus later, (laughs) still going strong. As an adult, it's not my favorite color anymore. But I still have a lot of respect for it. I think orange is a very vibrant color. I think it it exudes, like, a lot of, like, liveliness and fun and, like, I don't know. It just, like, is a very, like, brightening light color that I think you need sometimes. You know, blues are nice, but like you said, they're sad. And you need something, like, fun and lively to lighten it up. Yeah, number three with indigo. It's kind of like a bluish purple mix and I do really like the color I think it's like a to me it's like almost like a soothing color for some reason but there were two colors that I just like a little bit more so number two I went in violet I would say purple as an adult is I don't know if I have one favorite color but purple is definitely up there it's a strong contender purple is the color of royalty this shade of violet though I like a little less than my favorite color of the rainbow. I think it is a really, really nice color. It's deep. It's like vibrant. It is, it's very pleasing, pleasing. It's very pleasing to look at. I'm really drawn to like a dark purplish violet color. I think it is really appealing, but there's one I like more. Yeah. I love how I was like, our lists are totally going to be different and they're basically the same. Pretty pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I went orange. I, um... I associate orange with, like, warmth and, like, happiness, and I think, too, the fact that I've been in an orange room for, like, you know, 10 plus years, like, on and off, 
there's just something about orange that is like really soothing it's weird though because like if you ask me my favorite colors i don't even know if orange would be in my top three mm-hmm. but i think just because it brings me like a sense of comfort and it's nice yeah i would agree yeah so number one i have indigo i in looking at a rainbow i feel like i'm more drawn to the back half than i am the front half of the rainbow just in general sense and i think a deep blue is just like such a nice color like a sapphire like i just really love that color i don't even i don't wouldn't even say it's my favorite color but it's very appealing visually and i think the main component of a rainbow is the visual aspect you're looking at the colors so i am more drawn to the indigo than i am the violet particularly but yeah both of them are were pretty close i had a really hard time picking between indigo and violet but i think indigo is just blues are a little more work with my eyes my eyes are a little more like oh blue dark blue like i think i'm more drawn to a dark blue object than i am a violet yeah and like looking at like my books like i have a lot of i have a lot of blue books i've noticed just looking around and like a lot of blue dark blue things i feel like it's a color that i like a lot yeah i number one i went violet um if someone asked me what my favorite color is it's purple um i love it i it's it's maybe the only color that I like pretty much every single shade of purple. Like, if I look at, like, all the different shades of purple, I'm very drawn to all of them. Um, I painted my bedroom in college, like, a light purple color. Alyssa's just got a purple Wonderstruck. Yeah, Wonderstruck. Uh, perfume. And I just think it's, like, to me, like, purple's, like, a really soothing color. I feel like even when I was younger, I really liked purple. So, like, I, it's, to me, it's just, like, soothing. And, like, when I look at the rainbow, that's... Violet is the color that I'm first drawn to. It's, like, the one that my eye catches first. So, I'm, like, obviously, I have to pick that as number one. All right. Yeah. So, this is just a quick little fun thing. Maybe you'll be really upset with our color choices. I don't know. Quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> I was going to say, people are pretty particular about colors. So, if you're upset, sorry. That's fine. It's not my rainbow. <laughs> This is my rainbow. My rainbow? My rainbow? Uh, do you want to run through your colors really quick? Sure. So, um, in last, number seven, I have yellow, then green, red, blue, orange, violet, and number one, indigo. And then I had last, yellow, red, green, blue, indigo, orange, and violet. We were pretty similar, with our, at least with our bottom three in different orders and our top three. I think we only had two in the same order. We had yellow and blue in the same spots, and everything else was kind of swapped right. a little bit. We kind of agreed with top half and bottom half, though. We had a relative trend, yeah, that was the same. To me, it was, like, one of the easiest lists to rank because I know what colors I like. Exactly. It was mainly just being like, ooh, do I like this one better yeah. or I like this one better in terms of rainbow? And I think yeah. color is very easy to compare, at least for me, to look at and be like, I know I like this color more than this color, like when you look right. at it. So I think it was an easy, a very easy rank, very easy list for me to rank. Yeah. Probably one of the easiest, honestly. It was pretty easy, yeah. But yeah, it was just, just a fun little spring into... April. April. And spring. Episode. Spring has sprung, and we're here to ruin your favorite colors. Yeah. As always. Yeah. We have social media. If you'd like to follow us, we'll, I'm sure we'll post a picture of some rainbow on our social media. If you need a reference for, you can follow us at R3Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, email, R3Podcasts at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with something that I don't know how it's going to work. But I hope it does. 
Yeah. Should be... Interesting. Interesting, yeah. It's a concept I kind of came up with, and I I don't know how it's necessarily going to work, and we kind of got to figure it out a little bit more. But I think it. I think people will maybe enjoy it. Well, hope. maybe maybe being the keyword. If they don't, it's fine. It's fine. Doesn't matter. It's whatever. <laughs> we enjoy it. Yeah. If we enjoy it, that's all that really matters. Don't care what anyone else thinks. And on that note, bye bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's r, the number three, p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.